Welcome to the I Am A podcast. This is part of I Am A Monthly and the Be Yourself At Work movement. And I'm Liz Villani, the founder of Be Yourself At Work, and I'm here to help you to be you. Welcome to a podcast all about happiness. This session is designed to help you to use your I Am to really unlock a true sense of happiness in your world. Your I am isn't just about your work, it's you. This is what makes you tick, it's your character, it's your values. And so because it's you, you're you everywhere. There's no line drawn drawn down you that says, this is me at work and this is me at home. Actually, your I am is there to support you in all aspects of your life because it's just about yourself. And when you can really think about using your I am in work, but also outside of work, in different aspects of the way you live and the relationships that you have and the hobbies and the interests that you have, you can really start to experience yourself in a really authentic way. And that fuels happiness everywhere. So let's explore really unlocking your happiness using your I am. It's worth having your I am with you as you listen to this podcast, either use your I am card or your I am PDF, or even one of the emails that you've received from I am. So you can see your values, but ideally we want to look at the four layers as we run through. So really unlocking an amazing sense of true happiness. When I started Be Yourself at Work, and created I Am, I noticed a really clear pattern amongst the people that I talked to. And one of the patterns was really about happiness. People would say, you know, Liz, I actually, I should feel happy, but I don't feel totally happy. And I don't really know why. And this is something that I think is really fascinating and that we can really explore because the challenge is is that most of us don't really think about how happy we are. We're so busy getting on with it and we've got so much to do within our working world and demands on, you know, caring for our family and our friends and all the things that we have to do and look after that we don't actually pause and unpick our kind of happiness, our happiness factors, you know, what is it that makes us happy and how happy are we in different areas of our lives? But I can definitely testify that one thing is true. When you really work to make yourself happy, everything feels better and your work life, your career life, everything in your life feels more positive and you're more successful. So most of us, as a challenge as we begin this podcast, rely on other people or circumstances for our happiness. So we measured this in the Be Yourself at Work surveys and in all the data that we gather once you've got your I am. Most of us from a work perspective will rely on being valued, on being given recognition, on being given positive feedback, on things going well, and those things for our happiness. And the challenge is those things are all external to us. Actually, therefore, they're out of our control. So for as long as we rely on external factors for our happiness, we'll potentially always have highs and lows of energy and somehow almost just feel like there's something missing. So let's try and close that gap because having spent over a decade doing this work, I definitely know how that works. So I've pulled together a six-point plan for this podcast to help you to really think about proving your happiness and using you, who you are, to make yourself happy. So my plan, point one, really the, the way to really think about happiness, I've already talked about, it's that point that actually happiness starts with you. 
for the for the for as long as we rely on things that aren't in our control to make us happy we'll always be searching for happiness so make yourself happy you know reading needing or blaming other people for not making us happy is a real road to nowhere. We can't force other people to think like us, be like us, make us happy, make us laugh, make us smile. Just like we can't force a promotion or a new job role or a certain situation to go our way in a negotiation or you know a, a client pitch. We have to rely on ourselves um, to give us that happiness. And, and once we do, everything can change and we can then make ourselves even happier by making other people happy. And the root of that starts with really understanding and exploring and being in your internal world. So as you're listening to this podcast, often I find we've got two voices going on. One is the one we use to speak, if you like, um, and our kind of conscious world that's sort of external to us. And the other voice that we have is on the inside of us. What do I think of what Liz is saying? What is it that's going to make me happy? How much am I relying on others for that happiness and, and, and feeling valued and those things? That inner voice is where happiness, in my experience, real happiness comes from. If you can sit with yourself with a genuine feeling of excitement on the inside, of positivity, of appreciation for the fact that you're you, if you can honestly say to yourself, I'm one of the best people I know. I'm so glad that I'm me. I'm really enjoying being myself and I know that I'm making a difference. And you're happy in your own company as well as having that, like not a need for other people, but enjoyment of experience yourself. In my experience, clients, that is the key to being truly happy. It's happiness from the inside out. So point one then of the plan, happiness starts with you. You need to make yourself happy rather than relying on external factors or other people to make you happy. Easy. Okay, so step one, it starts with me. Step two, you have to choose to control how you feel and what you think. So what are the challenges with happiness is that we think often it's out of our control. So something or someone will happen and essentially they can affect us. You know, we can get frustrated or cross or our energy could be pulled down or pulled up or it's almost like there's, you know, there's a feeling that, that things happen to us. But actually, you know, the opposite is true. Once you train yourself to control and manage what you're thinking and control and manage what you're feeling. I personally find the, the thinking one easier than the feeling one. But that's also because of my I am values, which I'll come back to and the impact that our values can have on this. So choosing, uh, choosing what you feel and what you think is actually much simpler than you think, but you have to practice it. So the challenge for the thinking part is that for most of the time, we don't actually have a conscious sort of review. We don't notice what we're thinking. We just think. And so um, all this stuff can be going on in our minds and in our heads and our inner voices, but we don't really notice or recognize it. So the first thing to cultivate happiness on the inside, I would suggest, is one, acknowledge that it starts with you. And two, start to monitor your thinking. How positive are you? How challenging are you? How judgmental are you? How, you know, how, how much of your inner thought process is 
positively building up your self-esteem? How much are you actually thinking and experiencing yourself? Do you talk to yourself on the inside or is your total focus outside of you? In which case, you need to keep a little bit more energy on the inside of you than just project everything outwards. So just start to monitor what you think. And then there are techniques that we'll use in further podcasts as well to really help you to segment your thinking. Um, Because if you have everything thinking at once, it's almost impossible to focus. So we have some techniques we can can use our AM for, and I I won't waste this whole podcast working on that. But notice what you're thinking. Notice how positive it is, how negative it is, how much you're actually thinking at all and how much conversation, thinking conversation, thought you're having with yourself. Do you have an inner debate and how positive is that inner debate? So only you have the power to control what you think and what you feel. Our emotional responses are a little bit harder. It's almost like it's easier to switch off a thought, it's logical, you know, it's process, but to switch off a feeling or an emotion sometimes can take a little bit longer. And some emotions can actually take quite a long time to manage, I've certainly found that. So knowing what you're feeling and acknowledging what you're feeling, I find is the first step to being able to actually manage what you're feeling. So a little bit like the thinking, notice what you feel, allow yourself to feel and acknowledge your feelings. But then it's about controlling them. You can choose to feel something or you can choose not to feel it. You do actually have a choice. And what we find with Be Yourself at Work and working with clients is that often Um, the emotional side of what we're feeling happens because we're not really making what might be occurring in our lives about the reality of what's going on. We can make things about us. We can be very self-conscious. We can worry about what we think about us. Our, our, Our confidence can be vulnerable. And so we can be quite sensitive. And the more sensitive we are, the more those feelings feel out of our control. So again, It's really similar to thinking, acknowledge a feeling, go into a feeling, but then ask yourself, am I making this about me? Or actually, what is the reality of the situation? And just pause and just assess, just create, you know, a a moment of pause to analyze and assess what will be going on. So that's the second point. Point one, happiness starts with you. Point two, control how you feel and what you think. Now we move into I am. So my third point on the plan to happiness is to understand who you are, but then to use who you are to increase the happiness in your life. All of you as I amers will know that the top part of your I am, your heart value and your motivators are what make you happy. This is your why, your reason. When you step into the feeling of these values, you can really amplify your energy. It feels great. You know, nothing gets better. It's the icing and the cherry on the top of the cake, okay? So, you know, you've got an opportunity um, as part of this work with the uh, I Am A Monthly to be able to score your values each month. If you haven't done it, do it. Have a look at the levels that you score yourself on your heart and your motivator values. If you've got scores under eight, take action. You need to feel these things and only you can create that feeling. Like I've said, other people creating it for you or creating an environment of it for you, that's not going to stand the test of time. You need to be in control of creating that feeling in your world. 
So you can actively activate, use your heart and your motivator values to almost immediately create a feeling of positivity and energy. We then look at, let's then look at the reputational values. So the third layer down on your I am. The way to think about these values when you think about happiness is your impact on others. We create happiness for ourselves, but we can amplify our happiness by helping other people to be happy. Now, as I've already said, we don't want people to rely on us, but using who you are to have a positive impact on someone else as a human being or a situation, naturally as a human being, gives you the opportunity to feel good. So happiness comes from, yes, you know, it's starting with you and controlling how you feel and think. You've got a quick activator through your heart, your motivator, I am values to lift your energy. But if you want to really amplify that even more, really turn your reputational values inside out. Help people to experience themselves even more, to get more success, to think things through, you know, to create, to solve, to whatever plan, whatever it happens to be, um, by you helping them. And at the same time, what happens for you is that you experience your unique ways. And you can see that how, you know, how the impact has gone. You can see the impact of, of someone else's experience purely because of something you did, said, um, or shared. When you look at the center of your I am, we get to the uncompromisable values. So the values that are in the center of your reputational layer. Now, when it comes to happiness, <laughs> these are really important because if you can't feel this part of you or these parts of you, these parts of you, then you can feel quite torn. And obviously, you know, that can really impact how you, how happy you are, how positive you are. Here is where we could get really stubborn and dig in. And, uh, and when we think about what, we, you know, what's really going to make us happy, apart from the heart and the motivators, in, in some ways, it's the values in the center of your reputational I am layer that really allow you to make a difference and feel like you. So amplify them. Don't be afraid of them. Don't, you know, put yourself down because of them. And there's no room for humility here unless it's one of your uncompromisables. So really, you know, allow yourself to just really enjoy living through these uncompromisable values. You know, one of mine is can-do belief. Um, my other one is expansive rebellion. I, I need to dream. I need to think big. I need to be the matriarch. I need to think can-do. That energy, I just love. And it's actually a spirit I found that is very unique to other people, often our uncompromisable values are very unique to us. People aren't always like these things. Um, and they're incredibly important for our happiness. So again, coming back to that scoring, you can use the links on this week's, sorry, this month's email, this I am a monthly email to score your values. And if your uncompromisables are low, you need to take action, definitely. So Thinking about your, your I am, it's the top and it's the reputational values, your heart, your motivators, reputational and the uncompromisable and scoring those that will really help you with action to feel happier. Let's just have a quick moment then at point four of my six point plan, looking at the bedrock, because people underestimate the values at the bottom of their I am because they're kind of our least favorites when we go through the preference ranking. 
But the bedrock, these values, this energy, this these words, these you know the the feel of of being them and having them, these values set up success, literally. So things feel right and you feel like you when you always begin with your bedrock. So even though you don't need to stay there very long, if you really want to be happy, you need to be conscious of creating a strong, solid foundation. If you come across people who aren't like your bedrock, as you know, these are your trigger points. So when it comes to happiness, most of us are stressing ourselves out because we're not managing our emotional responses and our triggers. So again, this is in your control. Know what annoys you, know what triggers you. And rather than blaming other people, turn your bedrock values inside out and bring them to that scenario, that conversation or that relationship. And don't let that get to the point, as we've already talked about, of overwhelming you as a feeling or overthinking and over procrastinating. Control what's going on within your heart and within your emotions and within your mind. So your bedrock will really give you a solid foundation and real solid articulation, clarity of what it is that, you know, wobbles you, that sends you off track. So point five, point five is really about using your I am in your whole life. So we'd be yourself at work and absolutely this is about understanding and being able to articulate yourself by using your values and who you are. But you're you everywhere. Don't let there be a line that says this is my work persona and this is my home persona. Be yourself. You will always be appropriate in our experience as long as you are in balance. Look at your scoring. Again, I take you back to that exercise that's on the uh, the IM monthly email. And score your values, make this a habit, but also score your values outside of work. So leisure time. This, you know, a lot of us have um, a bit of a strategy, quite funny because we're exhausted, where we give lots of energy to work um, and then we get to outside of work and we're exhausted. And so leisure time um, can manifest into too much relaxation. (laughs) And I know that I'm starting to sound a little bit controversial. But, you know, if you've got values around action and making change and curiosity and, you know, making a difference, that is just as valid in your time when you're not working as when you are working. So you're really, you know compromising your happiness and your energy if you're only lying on the sofa all the time when you're not at work. You need to experience who you are everywhere. So use the scoring to really kind of challenge yourself on how much you're being you in your non-work time. I think a really good place to start with when you think about being you outside of work is, you know, relationships. So now that's a whole other podcast. Um, which we can uh, we can look at another time as a community of I amers, but there are certain aspects of your I am that are really important when it comes to relationships. The, the the first one really is about your heart value. You know, this is so important to you. This is you know, it's a fundamental true north for who you are. And so naturally, automatically, and often unconsciously, you will project and expect the people that you care about to be exactly the same. And they're not. 
Um, and this can cause a lot of frustration. We could also overplay these values. And just, just as that can be annoying to people inside of work, and you know, we can, we can end up living and breathing our challenging 360, of course, the same is true outside of work. Um, so reining in isn't the answer. Use your bedrock instead. So rather than diminishing your light, you know, rather than dampening down aspects of who you are, use your bedrock values to be you in balance and be aware that other people are not like you. But those scores should be over eight for outside of work. So whether it's in your relationship with yourself, whether it's in your, you know, relationship with your, your family, your partner, you know, whatever it is, you know, you really start to notice how much you're being you in all different scenarios. Be aware of your energizers and drainers as well. You know, really manage your energy. You know, I've found over the years personally that if I can, if I can choose as much positive influence in my life as possible, it has definitely correlated with feeling happy and also free. So that's the other point I wanted to make about when we start to use our I am more broadly. You know, it's for work, but it's it's you, so it's everywhere. The happiest people I know don't have a line drawn down them between work and home. And they've worked on themselves and are so aware of who they are and manage their, you know, their mind, their thinking and their emotions to the point where they let go and just trust themselves. And that letting go equals freedom. And if you want the sprinkles on top of the cherry, on top of the icing of the cake when it comes to happiness, inner freedom is the answer. So really, you know, challenge yourself. You should be, you know, lifting your scores. Get rid of them, you know, the drainers in your life. Choose the people you speak to. Choose what you watch on the television, how much news you watch, what you listen to on the radio, and cultivate a positive relationship with yourself whilst checking in with the different layers of your I am, particularly your uncompromisables um, and not overdoing the heart and the motivators, managing your triggers with the bedrock. And that will really, really make a difference to your happiness. So my final point, point six, a final word on positivity and happiness is to really ask yourself some questions and get into the routine of doing this. So, for example, you know, ask yourself, what three things are making me happy in my world? And this doesn't just have to be about work. You know, it could be just quite simple things like, you know, the ability to be able to now, you know, certainly I'm in the UK at the moment. So, you know, the, the weather is starting to turn, the leaves are nice and golden. It's long walks, it's a pub lunch, it's a cosy fire. That really, make, really makes me happy. And I know for some of you listening, you say, oh my goodness, how boring is that? But we're all different. So what experiences make you happy in your world? What, what, who are you grateful for in your life? Um, and what is it that's making you happy? When you think about work, you know, the fact that you get to work on the projects that you do, you get to work in the place that you do, you get to make your difference. Most of us aren't aware enough consciously and, and not grateful for the different aspects of our world that make us happy. But I would really encourage you to make those things an internal feeling and appreciation rather than a, you know, a new shiny car or a, you know, a pay rise. 
We all want those things, of course, I'm sure. But actually, real happiness comes from the inside out. Another good question to be really honest with yourself about is, what, what's making me the most unhappy? You know, and, and, and then once you stare that in the face, whatever that is, whatever those things are, you know, it could be your relationship with yourself. I mean, you could be just stirring and stirring, stirring negativity inside your mind and your head sometimes that you try and hide. So you're making yourself unhappy. It could be, you know, somebody you know or friends that are very negative or a relationship where you've decided probably unconsciously that you can't be yourself. And of course you can. Um, it could be loneliness. It could be too much just going on. You might feel like you're in a rut. You know, your own negativity might be pulling you down. We all have things that we do, but hopefully you'll notice a pattern from what I've just said. It's, again, all about you. So whatever it is that, that's making you the most unhappy, you can't control other people or what they say or how they behave. All you can do is choose your own happiness um, and, and decide to make changes and, and how you feel or how you act or how you think and use your I am to be you and turn it inside out. So I'll finish this podcast with, uh, with the answer that I always give when people say, Liz, tell me the answer, the truth about happiness and confidence and you know what makes us feel great in our lives. And I always say one thing, I always say it really does. If you were going to bring it down just to one thing, one simple word, it would be choice. You can choose to be happy and you can choose not to be happy, but you definitely have your choice. As, and as an, an, an I am a, you know, you've got all the tools in your armory, you, you can understand who you are and, and what makes you happy, what drives you, what triggers you, what irritates you, how you make your difference to go and be you. So go and be happy. Mm-hmm.